So I'm a hot dude, but this is my least favorite part of me. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Velkommen til Calling Monroe, øh, dit yndlingspodcast. Det er et meget flot podcast, det er et sexet podcast, øh, så du kan lytte på, når du er, er glad, eller er vred, eller er lederlig. Øh, Gideon, hvordan går det? Flødeskum. Ja, selvfølgelig. Oh, sorry, am I speaking, am I speaking Danish? <laughs> yes. I didn't realize, because I'm now uh, officially a resident here, so I just like, it just feels normal to me, you know what I mean? Yeah. No. I just got my... It's no, never, no it's never normal. It is. I, I got a piece of paper today that says I live here, a fish. Okay. I've only been here a month. Oh. Illegally. I've been an illegal alien. Hashtag uh, MAGA. Ma- Hashtag build that wall. Ma- MAGA. Yeah. Uh, do you think, do you think, do you think, do you think Monroe is going to vote Trump or Biden? Uh, no. Neither? No, he's not going to vote. Why? He's against He doesn't it. believe in the system? No, he doesn't. No. Fair enough. Should we call him and ask? Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, cool. Let's call Monroe. What's up, folks? You caught me being on. Monroe. What time is it for you? Yeah. Oh, it's half past two, but you, you just caught me mid yawn. They're right oh, there. No. When did you wake up? Oh, oh baby. Uh, when did I wake up? I woke up this morning at uh, a quarter to eight. That's too early for mm. me. Uh, yeah, it was too early for me as well. I went to bed, like, I don't know, one. I had to wake up yesterday at 8.14. I didn't have to wake up at 8.14. I chose to wake up at 8.14, but I had to wake up roughly then. And uh, I didn't enjoy it one bit. I wake up 7.30. I don't, mind, I don't mind early mornings as long as I get my early night. Like a good you Mark Wahlberg. Early nights. You I mean, fuck Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> I go to sleep at one. And I wake up at 7.30 every day. That's probably not enough. No. If we're being... That is not enough. Uh, that's the reason why I crash. Crash sometimes. If you had a Fitbit like me, uh, shout out, sponsorship, uh, then you would be told every single day that you don't sleep enough. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> nice you, to see that's working and really changing the way you live. <laughs> Does anyone yeah, really I tell get you? The the fucking app and stuff will be like you slept for six hours and two minutes but, today, and I'm like, oh, that's why I feel like shit. But you read it. Yeah. Well, okay, it doesn't like f- speak to me, mm. but nothing speaks to me, right? Sort of metaphorically. We are now mm? speaking to you. And that's true, actually. Uh, how are you boys doing? <laughs> Thanks for asking. I'm doing fine. I'm doing very well because yesterday I got all my stuff shipped from. Iceland. It arrived yesterday. That's why I had to wake up early. Nice. That's fun. Yeah. So do I sound less echoey today? I hope I do because I have a little like screen behind me. That's my little dampener. Oh, nice. I don't hear yeah. any difference. Whatever, man. The listeners any... will. I don't hear Barack any difference Obama, either. Gideon, we podcast. have to just play to him, you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Whatever, guys. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Uh, there was something I wanted to bring up. Oh, yeah. Uh, before... Before, oh no, 
Hold on, we have to take a short break. <laughs> Already? What happened? I appear to have spilled liquid. BRB. He peed himself. <laughs> How are you, Gucci? I'm I'm good. We can just crack on without Ragnar. We don't really need a host. Any- and yeah, maybe this is one of those, there'll be this episode where we just realize there's no actually any function for Ragnar in this episode. <laughs> yes. What, what juicy topics have you got for today? Uh, I don't really have anything. Yes, uh. I have one topic, but it's not that fun. I was speaking to a girl today who has never peed in the shower. I've never done it. Who doesn't pick her nose I and do- has never peed in the sea. I have done one of those three things. Which one have you done? I plucked my nose. Plucked your nose. So you've never peed in the shower? No. Why not? Because it's disgusting. Why is it disgusting? Yeah. I was speaking to a girl today who has never peed in the shower, doesn't pick her nose, and has never peed in the sea. That's bullshit. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. I was like, I don't don't trust you. Who the hell is she? Mm, The fucking Mother Teresa? Relax yourself. (laughs) Come on. I asked her if she would pee in the shower and let me know how it went and see if she felt a new sense of relief being released from uh, societal chains. Uh Mm. So, Livia, uh, (laughs) absolutely, our agent, producer, our, uh, quite honestly, she's our publicist that's going to get us an Oscar. Mm. She uh, was... I'm going to say blown away by our talk of peeing in the sink. And I think that she is jealous of that ability. Like, and she's very prim and proper in certain ways. And I don't mm. think that she would go on, on the air and, and admit to peeing in the sink or wanting to. So I'm yeah. sorry, Livia. Uh, I would never assume you would pee in the sink. And I, I want that to go on record. But I think she wants to pee in the sink. No, maybe she could just sit in the sink. Um, but then I guess you may as well pee in the toilet. Pee in I the sink like isn't fun. It is. It's not. It's not about fun. It's about. I mean, it's about ease. good. I, I, yeah. I see. I, I would possibly do it if there was no toilet. Instead of peeing on the floor, I would pee there. <laughs> nice. I would pee. I have. I, so I've peed in many a sink in my day. Uh, I don't remember how deep we dove into this. So at we were at university in first year in halls, and we had just a sink in our room. And I was in my friend's room once. We were just like hanging out. And I was like, oh man, that bathroom was literally, you just opened the door and you were basically in the bathroom already. It was just outside across the hall. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in there and be like, bro, I do not want to go to the bathroom. Can I pee in your sink? And he was cool with it. So I've peed in another man's sink in front of him. Uh. I stuck a tube into an individual's bladder last night and drained off over two and a half liters. That's a lot of liters, man. That is a lot, isn't it? I've seen, I've peed a liter, I think. And I've seen a liter being peed, and yeah. that felt like a lot. So this is more than, I, more like, than twice those, that. Those two-liter Coke bottles, oh. and then some. I have once, Lord, yeah, imagine I, just... I once peed 1.2 liter. That was painful. Yeah, I bet. Imagine fucking taking a, two, a full two-liter Coke bottle, opening yourself up, like slicing it, putting it inside you and closing it and expecting that not to be uncomfortable. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that so much worse. <laughs> No, but like, even if you correct for, for the pain of the operation, like that still would be fucked. Carrying yeah, that around you carry you. that around with you. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of ridiculous, mm-hmm. uh, no, speaking of, speaking of uh, tenacity, actually, mm-hmm. before we came on this podcast, Gun and I were talking, and I'm here on the timesofindia.indiatimes.com slash lifestyle slash relationships. 
Uh, <laughs> it's the place that everyone should spend their Thursday afternoon. <laughs> of course. I'm only there because I was on uh, timesofindia.indiatimes.com slash lifestyle slash health fitness slash health news, obviously. So we'll get to that, though. <laughs> but I want I want to see. So Gideon got a, a he was 80% on this quiz, which is remarkable. So I want to see how well you do, Monroe. <laughs> okay. And so it's quiz time with Monroe. <clears throat> na, 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 na. So Monroe, I want yeah. you to name me the five zodiac signs who refuse to ever give up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I only know two zodiac signs. Cancer, no way, man. Scorpio. That's all you know? I think so. No, you don't. Don't be dumb, man. You know them. <laughs> you act like this is a key knowledge yeah, like, that I should have. Bro, if you were if you were on a train in fucking Russia somewhere yeah. in the wilderness and a dude had you tied to a chair, he's wearing a suit, you're not. He has a gun to your head and he tells you to blast off the fucking zodiac sign. You know more than two. I'd say cancer can cancer. I'd say cancer, Scorpio. Gir- ah, I don't know. Geronimo. <laughs> Giraffe is what you're uh, you are. I don't know. Star signs are not something I I put a lot of uh, put a lot of time into. No, but I feel like it's maybe one of those my fault. Like, you know, but... it's one of those things that you know. Like, can you? How many Premier League teams can you rattle off? You don't even like football. Uh, Manchester City, Manchester United, Chelsea. I don't know. See, you're already doing better than with Star that's, true. <laughs> that's true. So I feel like, yeah. Oh well. Uh, so Gideon, he got almost all of them right. He went Taurus right off the bat, which is number one on this list. Mm. He then went Capricorn, which is number three on the list. He then went with uh, Scorpio, wasn't it? Yes. I, I got yes. one right then. Yeah. And then he, he threw out Leo, which is correct. <clears throat> and then he was wrong for the last one. He said, uh, what, Gemini? Is that Yes, the, yes. Yeah. Gemini, that's probably what I was going with with my Geron- Geronimo. <laughs> mm, but they, they do give up because it's Aquarius who doesn't give up. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that now you know that, boys yeah. and or girls, which means I never give up nice. for I am a Leo. But the real reason I'm here on the thetimesofindia.indiatimes.com slash lifestyle mm-hmm. is because I found an article slash yesterday fitness. that... Uh, no, health fitness. Oh, sorry. And then health news. Yeah. So here is an article that is that was published four years ago that says, what the shape of your teeth says about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is it's perfectly fine for an, an article like this to exist within its own sort of sphere because you can just disregard these sorts of things. But what Wait, they I say is... Second. I have to move my chair a little bit. Why? Because you're on the edge of your seat? Yes. Hey. <laughs> Okay, no. <clears throat> so it says here, do you ever think that the shape of one's teeth can say a lot about their personality? I'm going to start with a hard no there. <laughs> hard no. Uh, they say science, no quotation marks. The science is called morphopsychology and is used for evaluating a person's personality by his physical appearance. Mm. Note that they don't say his or her. Put them on blast for that. Teeth are one of the foremost things you can see when you converse with someone. And if you know which shape means what, you can actually be pretty good at seeing them through their skins, whatever. Okay. And then it says, but of course, personality analysis is not as simple. uh, Not as simple. So it's poor grammar, but they're like, there's like a moment of lucidity there where they're like, personality analysis is maybe not quite as simple as looking at someone's tooth shape. But then they backpedal hard and say, but the following has been established by various psychological analyses and has been seen to hold true in most cases. Oh. 
And the four shapes of teeth also represent the four basic temperament types defined by Hippocrates as the four humors. So, oh. all right, let's 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 dive right in, boys. <clears throat> no, why? What, what, <laughs> 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 what do you think a person with square teeth is like? Square teeth? Like mm. all of them? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> like, I'm assuming they mean like front teeth or some shit. Maybe they're like the first... Like the front teeth, the number twos or whatever, and then the incisors. I don't really know what the fuck this means, but <laughs> on the basis, on the basis of this teeth you can see, I'm going to say it's front teeth they're talking about. Yeah, it, probably. It means you're a square. You're absolutely right. Nice. So, they're taking a very literal stance on teeth. Yeah. I was going to say, this is totally scientific and not just based on like pub linguistics. So it says they are associated with characteristics much like a square, <laughs> orderliness, sense of control, and objectivity. Oh. Uh, they're very calm and in control of themselves and their emotions. But, you know, uh, their flaws are that their objectivity and sense of control can appear to be too hardly defined sometimes. Let's move swiftly along to oval teeth, whatever the hell that <laughs> means. No one has oval <laughs> teeth. Are you serious right now? But uh, what can you tell me what they're like? Oval. Uh, curvaceous. Oval. No, they are actually, uh, they love art. They talk artsy, walk artsy, and everything about them is artsy, apparently. Oh, nice. Um, they're shy, sensitive, and organized, but they may carry the burden of the poet as they can be slightly melancholy. Oh, are we just going to do this for the whole hour? Listen, man, there's only four types of teeth. <laughs> oh, come on. Don't make me say Go on, go on. Talk faster. Yeah, right. So there's rectangular teeth now, which are apparently different from square teeth. So what do you think their their defining characteristic is? Uh, Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're not really right, no, because apparently their defining characteristic is their practicality and solution-orientedness. Yeah, no, actually, that sounds like a hero, yeah. like a Batman-type dude. Yeah. They're very rational with anything and everything be it work or their personal lives. But their flaws are that they can be irritable at times and appear to lack emotion at times. This is poorly written, first of all. Timesofindia.indiatimes.com. You need to up your game. And then the final teeth is, it sounds insane to me. Uh, I've never seen this in the wild, and I hope I never do. Triangular teeth. <laughs> they're, just, they're just making up, making up teeth, aren't they? Yeah. Actually, there's one time I've seen triangular teeth, and that is, I saw this video of some chick that went to, like, Turkey to get this weird, like, tooth surgery. Oh, shit. I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, and she want, she just got, like, fake teeth basically put in, and in order to do that, they filed her teeth down to these, like, weird, like, jagged fucking, uh, So, if you Google triangular teeth, it's not actually <laughs> as ridiculous as it sounds, because they're flat on the bottom, but they go to a point at the top, which uh. is kind of a shape of tooth. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh <laughs> shit! So it's this is based in I... science, people. <laughs> it's actually triangular. So I, I'm the dumb one. Yeah, so well, I, was I was imagining going down the way. I thought the other way around. Yeah. It sound... No, God no, no. It. Fuck! We've been outdone by the Times of India. Indiatimes.com. Yeah. By the way, shout out if you guys want to sponsor <laughs> us. I know that journalism is in the dumps currently and has no money, but like, so are we. So hey, <laughs> I, I have a segue. Wait, I, we're not done, oh, man. man. What do you think about people with triangular teeth? Oh. I've, I've related stuff to teeth. One is that they, use, they can actually use teeth-ish to define age, which is relevant. I think because a lot of, a lot of um, uh, asylum seekers will say that they're under 18 because then mm. they, it's, they get preferential treatment if you're a uh, juvenile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you look like you might not be, then I think they use teeth 
uh, as part of assessment in certain places to assess that. Um, mm. And then what was my other thing? Oh yeah, they can. This is not related to teeth, but with bones, they can tell. I think it's from your femur. They can tell the weight of you as a as a thing, as an animal. Um, which is how we. So if you find like a a T Rex bone or a bone of an extinct bird or whatever, then you can roughly tell how much that animal will have weighed in total by looking at the mm. diameter of their. Yeah, on average, uh, like an average as a species. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can not that specific one. N- not that specific one. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, Speaking of this, this is actually I want everybody to Google uh, a man called Joseph Minala. Uh, Joseph spelt the traditional way, and Minala spe- spelt the traditional way. <laughs> <laughs> what, what uh, and this, so you're talking about like uh, doing tests on people to see how old they are. So this say is the a, name a, again. Ma- I don't remember Joseph. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> Joseph, Joseph Minala. So he um it, he so he was a youth player at Lazio in in Italy like a footballer and he was 17 years old at the time and there was some African website that claimed he was actually 42 so this has happened a couple times in in football like high level football where like birth certificates have been faked for these players to make them seem younger mm-hmm. uh, so people thought this about them and understandably because if you google this man have you Googled yeah, Joseph in his, in his pictures, he looks anywhere from 25 to 45. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he does not look 17. <laughs> no. Imagine, like, you show up to class as a 17-year-old in high school, <laughs> and this dude is your classmate. That's outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> However, someone can look like this. I, like, I'm not saying this is no way. I'm just saying it's he looks older. Yeah, I mean, obviously. I mean, we... He's 17. It was established through some sort of like forensic analysis. But good Lord, man. And he's like jacked. He's jacked like a man. Yeah, he is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He looks, I'm 17 more man than I will ever look at any point in my life. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Speaking of which, triangular teeth are characterized by dynamism. Just saying. What's dynamism? I don't, know used to de- I don't care. A phrase that can be used to describe them is carpe diem. Oh, yeah, baby. But they can appear uh, too independent at times, and their carefree spirit can reflect a lack of rootedness. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say about teeth. That's, that's all that science knows about teeth. You know what? After slagging off oval teeth, mm. I'd say I have oval teeth looking at them right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know how to look at them. Oh, no, we have these beautiful boxes called... Phones, right? Mm-hmm. Can I now say 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 something? Segway, yeah. baby. Se- segway. I think I have square teeth. Keep going. Segway. <laughs> okay. No, no. So I was, I was having, a, I was conversing. Yeah. And the conversation became that someone claimed that personal experience mm. is more is like can top or is more important than scientific method. Mm-hmm. Regarding to agree, facts. hard agree, strong disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I do not even. It's like it, it was so hard to talk to this person. <laughs> yeah, that's the I entire mean, the entire of evidence based medicine just wiped out in a sentence. Yes, right there. but he said like, but it, it the self my own experience must be the most important thing for me. I think that there is a discussion to be had here. Because I think in ge- like when it comes to like the scientific method and you're talking about like drug efficacy and you're talking about these sorts of things, mm-hmm. then obviously yes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there are, there are avenues of life where he's correct. 
Yeah. Right? To some, yeah. yeah. I mean, there are. But, like, I, I, I have an example. Like, if you're hurting in your knee, mm. like some pain, it might be something happening in your back. Mm. So, doesn't matter how much you treat the leg, the pain is not going to go. Why? Well, I don't see how that's an argument for no. or against. No, the thing is, that means that if you treat the back, that's going to help you. Yeah. Which means that my experience... That it, I'm hurting in the leg. That my experience tells me I'm the the root of the pain is where I'm hurting. I'm not sure that's the. I don't think I agree with your interpretation. I think really many people consider that. I mean, if I'm hurting in the finger, it's probably something in the finger. But I guess the the counter argument to that would be if you go see a physio and you see a physio who has many years of experience but no formal learning or doesn't doesn't hasn't looked at any research and, and has no actual formal teaching they're just someone who in the community has just seen a lot of sports injuries at their team and became the physio versus you have someone who has been on a physio course where they've learned all about the best practice evidence-based practice for physios but he, then either one like we'd say that with like they they would be experienced enough to know but he has that. informed intuition okay but surely the the correct counter argument or whatever is that so my left knee it's fucked. <laughs> also can we just can <laughs> we just appreciate that you're already starting your your argument by surely this is the correct answer <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but no 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 i'm right <laughs> yeah this is correct listen here now <laughs> boys adults are speaking so my left knee is well, fucked. Adults, and has got a good for, segue for when we finish, but keep going. Yeah. <laughs> my left knee has been fucked for like a decade. Yeah. Almost, mm-hmm. just short of it. It's bad. But it's, so it's been investigated thoroughly by multiple physios mm-hmm. and doctors, and it's been imaged and everything. And there's no evidence that there's anything wrong with it. Mm-hmm. But it hurts. It hurt like it hurts to the point where I can't do, like I can't run properly. I can't play sports for longer than an X amount of time, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But like my experience says it, like all the doctors just say, there's nothing wrong with you. But I like there is because my, my experience says that I am in pain, like serious pain, mm-hmm. but there's no, there's no evidence for it other than just my experience. But I would say that's because the doctors have given you a, well, the, the correct answer from the doctors is we can't find anything wrong with you. Not there is nothing wrong with you because you have yeah. pain. Mm-hmm. So there is something yeah, going yeah. on right. which is limiting you. So it's not that like the, that's just an incorrect assessment, I would say. True. But you can have like, surely you can have pain without any like real cause, like fibromyalgia. Yeah. They do. They do feel pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that, but then so like, to say that there's nothing wrong, like there, the, the pain then is what's wrong with them. And we can't, and we still can't address the pain. I think we're approaching this from the wrong angle. I think this this logic doesn't apply to the hard sciences. No, I also feel like so from from like a medicine point of view. That. This guy was meaning it in that way. We were talking from, about. Are you sure? Me, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he went, but that's where it came from. Because mm-hmm. I feel I feel we like in the hospital, you basically need uh, you've you've got the evidence base, which is where you got your sort of gold standard treatments from. But then you need experience to know how to apply it because. If you don't have so so like it might be like for uh, appendicitis, this is the gold standard treatment. But when the patient comes in, they've got appendicitis plus they're pregnant plus they have other stuff. Going or they on. have situs inverses. Or they have situs <laughs> inverses. <laughs> nice, great. And it's how to put all of that together with everything that's going on with them. 
Um, but surely that has nothing that actually has nothing to do with personal experience and all it is is the fact that they aren't they don't have perfect information that's the only thing the yeah so then you and then you like, rely on the experience you have when yeah but it, it realistically it's not providing anything that perfect information wouldn't provide it but yeah, yeah but it, uh, i guess yeah exactly. but you just we just don't have the data so you have to rely on experience and collecting that data is now an impossible because trying to find and you and will always be impossible because finding someone finding a decent sample size that comp- completely fits that exact purpose would both be impossible and also just create an infinite amount of data that would mean you would never be able to actually find the answer you're looking for because there's just too much information to look through. But the problem is, yeah, but it still are, is you, like you are pretty biased by yourself. Still, your only thing you're saying when you don't have the perfect data, best thing is highly informed intuition. Yeah, yeah, but that's just that's that's the best thing you have. Then at the end of the day, it's all, all it is. What you're saying is data, like you, their experience in itself provides nothing that the data wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. The data just doesn't. Yeah. That's the only difference, right? Like in a world with perfect information, the experience would in this case would be worthless because it didn't it wouldn't add anything. Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> so I think that we're looking at it in the wrong sorts of sorts of ways. I think it's more important in like uh, in things where there maybe aren't concrete answers like in terms of uh, like someone's religion or like spirituality, then it matters there. Or I don't know more to do with like their personal life and their preferences and these sorts of things. Things where there aren't like hard mm. yeses or nos, right? Where things aren't black and yeah, white. Yeah, but he was talking about this in scientific way. We were talking about like uh, it was just like a conversation about addiction, mm. and he was just claiming shit. And he was like, but, uh, but "What if he's just? What if he? What if he actually means the thing that we just said, but didn't articulate it well enough for you?" So you <laughs> yeah, mean maybe. like he thinks that experience is an important aspect of things like this, which I guess it probably is in the cert- like addiction treatment circles because the science is pretty bad for a lot of it. He, like there's uh, a lot of missing data. He still repeatedly said, but if I'm sad, no one says and there, there's no way to measure it. He said something. Mm-hmm. And I mean, but it has been studied. It's not easily measurable thing, but it can be I mean, reference. It can be like like binary. Like, are you sad or not? Yeah, I mean, it's measurable, right? Yeah, there's to, a, to what we said, like that scale. There's a, on a scale, right? Yeah, well, yeah. there's a there's like a test you take um, where it's like a multiple choice. Basically, you take you answer a whole bunch of questions and you rank them out of like five, like yeah. one to five or zero to five. But how much you agree or disagree? In a way. Yeah, 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 but like, surely, I mean, you're not going to do anything but self-report. No, no, no. There's emotion. No, there's no other way. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so, like, and that scales you. And there's like, uh, yeah, I forget what it's called. What's it called? That test? Do you know what I'm not? But it's not, uh, I have no idea. But this more like uh, categories. This puts you in a category rather than uh, empirically measuring it. It's, it measures depression. Yeah, DAS. It measures depression, anxiety, and stress. So you basically answer a whole bunch of questions and it like rates you, it gives you a number out of something for all of these things. And then you can like, there are, there, it basically categorizes you in three ways. It puts you in like, you're fine. And then it puts you in like a gray, like at risk sort of zone. And then it puts you in like a severe. But this stuff, is this the, zone, is this the one that's like high. over the last two weeks, how often have you felt yeah. hopeless, yeah, yeah, yeah. depressed like, or down kind of thing? And the then thing is, that sort of the stuff. only thing to know if this works is like to, Make a lot of people take it and see the outcome if it affects the outcome. Yeah, in yeah some way. definitely. 
and then you can say yeah. something about it. Then you have made it yeah. empirical in a way. Yeah, definitely, I agree. Uh, so I don't think in that like at that point is you've reduced it to like to the point of absurdity, right? Where you're saying, uh, of course, experience matters because like I can only say that I'm sad if I'm sad or something. Like, okay, fine, you're just playing with with definitions at this point, right? Yeah, but he like, was like more like claim. It was more like almost like it was magic. Like science can't tell me anything about that. I mean, I think it's so. I wanted to talk about this, right? There's a scientism. Are you familiar with that concept? No. no. It's this belief that like science is the be all and end all, and that it's like a like this perfect force sort of. It's all. Mm, yeah, I, I know yeah, what you mean. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, where people are like, I trust in science or whatever, and it gets a little bit absurd because I think most of the time people don't really know what they're talking about and don't no. truly understand it. And it creates, I think it creates a bit of like a us versus them type thing. Yeah. So you can be the sort of person who sees the value of personal experience and the lack of data or whatever, but you can't maybe like uh, put it into words and you maybe not like educated in the field of science and all these sorts of things. Uh, and then you, you see these sorts of people that are just like almost like religious zealots in their like, you know, standing for fucking science and that it can create like a, a divide and creates like a game of us versus them as is the case with everything. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably a thing, right? That like contributes to this sort of- I'm still not quite sure where this whole scientism malarkey is. So it's just like is it almost a religious view of science, just that- <clears throat> Well, it's like, uh, it's like where you think of science as like the only, the best and like only objective means through determining some like values and, and things. It's a little bit nuanced because- I think like, well, at least to me, because I think that like, obviously it is like, it's quite clearly uh, an important force. So like science-based and like evidence-based policy, I think is the single most important thing in creating policy, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there is like a, you do see these people who are just like, you know, all religions should be banned because fucking science. And you see this, like this real like zealotry for science as a concept without really like defining what science is on a daily basis or like how everything works but the th you know what i mean thing is mm, so everything should be uh, so rather than using science just to make good decisions and make educated decisions science is, should kind of be at the center of everything we do and science should be yeah you know, like yeah. lauded as See, this there's one thing with science science scientific method is good if you can measure it then that if it is something you can quantify at least yeah. in, that's the strongest. It's when the scientific method is the, has its, what, what can I say? The most power. Value? Most value. In a way, yeah. like the scientific method at least. And then you are somehow trying to make other things resemble what are some, something quantifiable is. Yeah, I have. And that's, that's the then, biggest then the scientific method isn't as strong. It is, they try to somehow adjust it. We should really have a bit more of a diverse opinion on this topic, I feel like, because we're, like, we're all Absolutely. just there just, just like, agreeing with each other. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. It's just a circle jerk. No, but it is. <laughs> it's it, just a circle jerk. <laughs> it is the tempered opinion that we should get Livy on the podcast because she's like educated in economics. Shout out to our agent. But, but, uh, but economics is but not. It's not science yeah. to me. So I think it's, so this is, it's a, a great debate, I guess. <laughs> Olivia could be my uh, new favorite it, 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 economist. It's actually the problem measurable. I have, Economic is measurable. No, but the problem, no, it, it is and it isn't. It claims to be this like extremely well, like adjusted 
and very informed subject that like treats things scientifically, but it just fucking it, it, doesn't. It only, like it's, it's it's in a way uh, quanti- to quantify human behavior. No, it's to quantifying uh, fictional human behavior, like perfect. Yeah, but it's more like historical. Actors. It's more like historical. It's not. They they, it's they look not. at the history and they say like. This has happened Some before. Some of them look at and the then, history. And Thomas Piketty, my favorite economist, looks at the history. But most of them make like sweeping claims about human behavior that are absolute garbage. Yeah, guys, like, you're getting close to offending Tim Harford, so I'm going to have to kick off. But, it is, but yeah, backwards, well, it's bullshit. But like, backwards, if you say like, "How did people behave there?" Then you can look. Oh, this yeah. happened. Yeah, but that's not that's not how it goes. No, most that's of the time. right. It's like, then you cannot. It's like oh, if someone has the choice between this product and that product, they'll always make the correct yeah, decision yeah, yeah, based yeah. on the market. Exactly. Bullshit. Exactly. They will. Like when I go to the, if I'm hungry at the fucking supermarket, I'll pay a million dollars for an apple. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what are you that was the <laughs> dumbest fucking point. He just said it with vigor. I still it was right. It's not a dumb point though. It's it it's a <laughs> profound point if you think about it a little bit. No. no. <laughs> yeah, you make Im, you make uh illogical decisions as a consumer all of the time. Yeah, that's right. And the theory says you should never do it. Like the theory is that you wouldn't, but you you do almost every single time. I mean, most houses in in Iceland are full of shit. <laughs> They're just full of <laughs> yeah, stuff like, you know you don't need. This so I have a very good segue from here, mm-hmm. which is that do you think you would make less uh foolish choices if you were still actively parented? Basically, after talking about parents last week, I was wondering if we would be happier as people if we were still actively parented. Because uh, a lot of the things like you you like we're saying about not getting enough sleep and stuff, but mm-hmm. when you're younger, your parents just made sure you got enough sleep. Or like eating shit and buying shit from the supermarket. But when you were younger, your parents decided more or less what you eat. So then you just didn't eat as much crap. And all those sort of things that we just, almost every adult does really badly. Your parents did it all for you when you were a kid. And then now that you're an adult, the idea is that you just do it well, but we just don't. So you're like an authoritarian. You're an authoritarian. (laughs) (laughs) All I've had to eat today is fucking store-bought cinnamon buns and beer. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't sound healthy. And you know it. You don't so, need your parents to tell you that. No, but I'm saying, like, if I had, if I was being actually parented, I'd have a better diet, 100%. In fairness, and I've like, so far had a scone with clotted cream and a waffle with salted caramel and banana. Oh, God. So, like, like that's slightly more only, diverse and better than me. But I've only eaten some healthy shit today. I'm dieting. Well, that's good. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. The irony is what, so what, am what I right said, now. <laughs> what you said, Monroe, I would rather eat that. Yeah. Of course. Of Obviously. That's like, oh, I'd rather win a million dollars than pay my taxes. Like, no shit. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're, so you're, you know, obviously very happy to have all this freedom that you have as an adult. And you've got no one telling you when you have to come home and mm. all of that shit. But also, there's just a hundred decisions in your life that were made for you previously, and we're like, when I, I when I'm a parent, I will make better decisions for my child than I will for myself. Of course. And so yeah. I feel like everyone just needs their decisions to be made by someone else. 
I feed my dog more regularly and better than I feed myself. Oh, yeah. My sister's got a dog, and she and her boyfriend feed that dog way better than they feed themselves. Uh, and they yeah, make sure that they, it's got, like, the proper diet, and they do all this yeah. sort of stuff for the dog. They don't do the same things for themselves. No, of course not. I think it depends on your parents, though. Like, I'm going to go on record and say that I have very good parents. Yeah, so, agreed. Like. <laughs> agreed with me or agreed for you? Both. <laughs> I just, I'm just saying anything to try and get a, a, a do, sample do, of your, you your mom's chili jam sent to me. Do you not oh, think shit, my yeah. parents are good parents? You're. I don't. I, I haven't do. met your parents, so <laughs> I think. But I based think on you, Guthion, I'd say they're great. Yes, they're very. Uh, they take very good care of you. Yes, but like, uh, you don't have as much banter with your parents as I have with my parents. No, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> but, but so I think like that? it's it's neutral. But I think that like that plays a role. Like I think I'd be better off being parented still because I have good parents. Whereas like if you have bad parents, then obviously it's probably yeah. worse. <laughs> if, if you have good parents, <laughs> going for the profound points again, see, right? There. If you have good mm. parents, they still in a way parent you when you're adult. They <clears> call you and true. tell you you shouldn't do that. You should do that. I'm still parented way beyond my years, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, it feels... I was talking to someone about this the other day, and I was like, like, how could I have children when I have parents that parent me? Like, that doesn't make any sense. But like, it does, because you just make better children, better decisions for your children than you make for yourself. But to some I know, extent, but like, intuitively, intuitively, it doesn't make sense. Like, I can't be the parent. I'm not the parent. Yeah, but, like, but that's but not the, in the script currently. But in civilization, <laughs> commonly, the grandparents take part. In there. Yeah, true. Yeah, are humans not one of the few species where you exist beyond your reproductive years? Yeah. So, and and that's because uh, your purpose evolutionarily isn't just to reproduce, but also to help take care of the village. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a village to raise a child. I think something. that and yeah. that and whales. There's certain said. species takes, of whales that it have takes a menopause. A child to raise a village. Mm. You can't just. I'm gonna. Make a point that Bojack Horseman made. You can't just turn things around and expect them to be profound. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But this was but pretty sort profound. Of it was pretty fucking profound. <laughs> Speaking of profound, we teased a voicemail last week. Should we get to it? Oh, yes. We are, yes, yes, yes. We are quickly running out of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we've been talking for cool. about four minutes. Yeah, cool. but we've probably managed to lose our audience like six different times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So uh, we have a voicemail here from. The Fogue himself. I think he's voicemailed before, hasn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah, he has, because you mocked his Irish accent. Oh, yeah. Uh, so should we hear what he has to say? Yeah. All right, go on. So um, when I was quite young, I had like this fire truck uh, that you'd sit on and like, put yourself around with using your feet. And I had a little seat at the back. Um, and you could like open it up and you could put in stuff underneath and close it and, you know, go on about your day. So uh, my, I was over at my granny's and uh, her cat had a few kittens, I think about four. So I was playing with the kittens and I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put them in the little storage bit and, you know, bring them around. So kittens weren't exactly on board with this idea, um, but I got two of them and I managed to put both of them in. And I was holding them down with one hand, closing it with the other, and one of them got out. The other one half got out. But I put it down and then I went along my day. So then my mother and my granny were having a lovely cup of tea, chatting away, looking out and they see me go by. I was like, oh, there's Jamie and his fire truck. And then 
turn around and come back and they see there's like this kitten's head dangling out the back of it. And the problem was that, you know, well, obviously the kitten died, but I didn't know this. So like, I remember, I think I was like 15 and this story came up and I was like, oh yeah, but like the kitten survived. And my mother was slightly drunk at that stage and she said, what? You thought the kitten survived? You sat his neck, you broke it, you killed it. We, we told you that to like stop you being upset. So yeah, um, I accidentally murdered a kitten when I was younger by sitting on it. <laughs> anyway, love Connie Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you send it to us? Why? I didn't have to hear that. Oh this my god. Have you never heard that story before, Ragnar? Voicemail. I don't think I have. No. Oh, I remember he told I think we did it was a party or something and he told me that story. I was like, oh my. That's geez. something I didn't have to hear. Holy shit. Can you imagine oh. just throwing that into a voicemail on a podcast? Oh, oh man. <sighs> Jesus, Foggy. Uh, thanks. <laughs> I don't like Thanks for that. I thought we'd have something to discuss, but we just don't. <laughs> no. So we just want to move on. The yeah. man's a murderer. The man is a murderer. Yeah. Oh. I, I laughed when you said that. There was like, no fog. This is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of as soon as the voicemail started, I was like, "Oh, we should have done some warning at the start of it," because I kind of, I kind of assumed this is a story that was coming. Yeah. I hadn't listened. I hadn't listened to the, to the voicemail before I played it. It sounds like you know the fucking Graham Norton show when they have some bullshit motherfucker yeah, yeah. sitting in a seat, and I don't know what the point is. And sometimes it ends well, and sometimes badly. I don't understand. It sounds like it sounded like that. It sounded very much like that. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I, I'm uh, in a shock here. Would you want to see a remake of Fight Club where instead of, uh, what's his name? Edward Norton? There would be uh, kittens. The character, no, the character is played by Graham Norton. <laughs> yeah. Did, didn't, my, didn't my idea sound better? No, be yours is worse. It fighting against each other. But that would be kind of sad if they were actually beating the crap out of each other like they do in Fight Club. And just Brad Pitt and Graham Norton. <laughs> but, but, but a lot of kittens. <laughs> There's no other pit to... to Replace Brad Pitt or Vinny, and Vinny no Jones and Vinny Jones and uh, Graham Norton. But Vinny Jones has no that name has no bearing on Brad Pitt's name. You know what I mean? That's true. There's no famous Brads. Brad Friedel. He played in goal in the Premier League for a long time. Uh, <clears throat> boys. Uh, yes. I guess we've had a skill of the week where how to decapitate a kitten as a I, child. I've got a skill oh, of the week actually. Oh, okay, is it better than Fogies? Uh, I'd say it's it's more peaceful, <laughs> less violent. I mean, that's either good or bad. Yeah. Um, so as everyone has heard about that has been around me over the last couple of weeks and building a potato cannon, as, mm. par- as part of this, I bought some ear defenders recommended by Christer so that I don't give myself tinnitus. Are um, they yellow? No, they're red. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, actually, what, what, uh, what was it? What was it, did you say? The ear defenders. Yeah, I know. Oh, they're just like uh, earmuffs, basically, but yeah, 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 industrial. Exactly. So they, they cut the sound by about 35 decibels. Anyway, turns out they're just a great thing to have around, you know, because Mel and I are living in a, in a studio flat right now. So she's doing something a bit noisy. I just stick them on, can't hear anything. I feel like mm. when I've eventually got a kid, they're good, like everyone's like, oh, my baby's crying, my baby's crying. No, it's not. I've got my ear defenders on. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, uh, like, it's just so many life situations where you just thought, oh, I'm just zoning that out. And then you don't I hear it a, anymore. I have a slightly superior uh, skill. Nice. Okay. So it's the same skill, but like we've added a layer to it. Okay. So you basically, uh, it's like, you know, noise canceling headphones, right? Yeah. You can get them, obviously. They turn, tune out noise, but they won't tune out shit like this. They won't tune out a crying baby. Or like uh, these like acute noises, they tune out like drones and background noise and stuff. Mm. 
which is why first life uh, first skill that just popped into my head right now is always wear fucking noise canceling headphones on an airplane because it changes your world. But the actual thing I was going to say is drummers buy these ear defenders that you're talking about, these like industrial style ear guards mm. that aren't like noise canceling headphones, but are actually like this sort of shit like constructions worker use, mm. but they double as headphones. Oh. Mm. So you can block out this sort of bullshit that you're talking about and also just listen to Colin Monroe. Mm. Nice. Yeah. That's a good, that's the best. Get them. So check it out, probably on Amazon or whatever. And uh, yeah, use our referral link. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get some of those actually. That'd be pretty dope if we started like doing like Instagram uh, influencers promoting like skincare products and shit. Yeah. We should, we do, should do that. I should promote skincare products because I have three pimples right now. The only skincare product that works like, is sun cream. We have we've talked about dick dick cream. We should get a sponsor. <laughs> I forgot what dick cream did. I don't know. Uh, sun cream is not the only skincare. So uh, moisturizer works. I use moisturizer on the daily. But in terms of what? In terms of moisturizing your skin, or in terms of anti aging? Yeah, no moisturizing <laughs> my face. Yeah, and so in I terms of in terms of anti aging, uh, I think I'm pretty sure that the only thing that actually works is sun cream. Just put on that sun cream oh, every okay. day. And stop that UV rays aging your mm. beautiful skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're strictly talking about anti, you can't just say no skincare products work except for sunscreen without qualifying it. No, not when you're like, around to bust me on it. I mean, obviously not. Like loads of skincare things, like facial scrub, like that'll clean the shit off your face. I use that, uh, and then moisturizer, uh, etc. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what you shouldn't use is nose pore strips. So this is actually an interesting thing for for us boys and girls out there. Because I found out about this very late. And you know your nose, the thing on your face. No, I'm familiar what? with it. Mm, it's like a growth. It's like a not, It's a benign growth on your face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you smell with it. <laughs> so it does, it's gained a function. So, uh, Or do you, you know, taste with it? Oh, that's actually a good question for next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so a lot of people have these like blackheads on their nose. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm one of these familiar. Yeah. I, so I have always had this and it's like the bane of my existence. I hate it. Like this is my, the thing I like. So I'm a hot dude, but this is my least favorite part of me. Mm. Uh, so, so I would like, you can use these nose pore strips and they're pretty satisfying because they like rip out little like worms out of your pores and it's mm. pretty cool to do. And it's life pro tip, use it. And then, like, zoom in real nice and send a Snapchat to people of it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a skill of the week. No, but I found out, uh, I'm going to Google this to make sure I have the uh, the right term. Okay, so there are these things called sebaceous filaments. Mm -hmm. And that, like, you probably don't have blackheads. If you have lots of them, you probably have sebaceous filaments and... Uh, fucking with them, like popping them or tearing them out with nose pore strips makes them worse oh. because they're not actual blackheads. They're like, they're a way for the pore to be like uh, fixing itself or something mm -hmm. and they can grow slightly. So then they look like they're more noticeable, but they're not blackheads. Mm -hmm. So like when you remove them, they have to regenerate and they can end up like growing through that method. So uh, you should make sure that what you are uh, fucking with is actually a blackhead which are more like isolated and and rare and not just a bunch of sebaceous filaments i'm curious if the chat of blackheads or decapitating kittens is putting our viewers or listeners off more <laughs> have i said this before i hate pimple popping videos yeah we have we i think last week we were on fucking disgusting train. i hate that shit Ugh. anna loves it i hate it my sister loves it 
I think I feel like I'm going to go on record and say that there's a gender divide. I think women like it more than men, in my personal experience. Well, is that more important than the evidence? Uh, no. <laughs> and on that note, uh, Monroe, do you have any parting words? No, fuck it. Let's not start with Monroe. Let's start with Guyon. Oh. Guyon, do you have any parting words? Mm-hmm. I have one thing here. Mm-hmm. It is making mistakes is better than faking perfection. Whoa. Hashtag Instagram. That's deep. That is deep. Uh, that and, is and, honestly, that's one of your better ones so far. Like of your first quotes, that's uh, one of your better ones. <laughs> <laughs> and that it just be kind. Hey. Nice. nice. Uh, Moonrow, do you have any parting words? If anyone has any uh, stories about <laughs> not decapitating your kitten, <laughs> then send them in, people. We want to hear them. Yeah, that was a curveball of a voice. That moment. was yeah. an absolute curveball. No question, just full gore. Because we even teased it and sat on it for a week and then fucking boom. <laughs> send him to callingmonroe.gmail.com or just send him yeah. to Guzion Ragnar or myself. Mm-hmm. Or the Instagram at Calling Monroe. Um, I have never looked at it, so don't send me. Yeah, probably don't. So, so Guzion is the least reliable out of the three of us yeah, by far. By quite a long way, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, by a there's very long way. Absolutely no contest there. <laughs> so don't ever send it to him. Don't do anything through him. <laughs> Please, like, I even <laughs> bought and set up his microphone. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's actually right. <laughs> so, uh, no, but he's he was the prime mover. The He got this underway. So we have yes. to cut him some slack because we on, we're only here because of Gideon. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah, so send that shit to us. Uh, next time you're at the ice cream store and there's like people in line, this is for Iceland, I don't know, like in the UK, just like any supermarket or like a fast food restaurant or cafe or whatever, just turn around to the people in, in the line and just be like, hey, you guys listen to the latest calling Monroe? And just yeah, like yeah, yeah. spread the good word, you know? Yeah, like yeah, if the Mormons baby. can do it, do then the you can do it, right? And like always, just just keep on trucking. Goodbye, folks. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. If you're feeling low, in need of a bro, there's one thing that your heart start to glow. Calling Monroe, calling Monroe, calling Monroe, calling Monroe, I'm calling.